0: And now we turn to the Bible. Abigail Lockeau is an elder at Trinity, and she'll read our first Bible passage as we continue to hear words from the first letter of Peter and that hope that Christ has given us through his death and resurrection. And then Derek Holland, a member and organist at End. He is going to reflect on that passage from his home.
1: Our first reading this morning is from the New Testament, the first book of Peter, chapter 3, verses 13 to 22. Reading from the New International Version. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats, do not be frightened, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamations to the imprisoned spirits. To those who were disobedient long ago, when God waited patiently, in the days of Noah, while the ark was being built, in it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of debt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: The first verse of this reading is quite unusual when you think about it. It's a rhetorical question that in in, in many ways perhaps doesn't appear to make sense to us. For it says, Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? Well, I think we only know too well how hard it has been for some people to do good. Some of the things that have happened to people that have tried to do good, both in terms of major world events or very major actions, possibly standing up for justice against a corrupt government or a regime. We know that in some cases they've even lost their lives. And even in our own world, often we find that people who try to do good and try to do the right thing uh, often don't, are not treated very kindly. They often do suffer, sometimes ridicule, particularly in our own age, sometimes even to profess the Christian faith can lead us into being ridiculed or told that in some way or another we're delusional. So we're presented here with a very, very different and very, very difficult challenge. However, the reading then goes on to talk about resolve. It tells us, do not be frightened, but ready to have confidence in Christ. The hymn we're going to sing after this talk is a very, very favourite hymn of mine, In Christ Alone, which is a tremendous affirmation of our faith in Christ and how we can totally put our trust in Christ alone and so we move to a far more positive sort of take here. It then goes on to talk about gentleness and respect mattering, that they're far more powerful than aggression and that we need to shame those who speak maliciously by not, in effect, descending to their level. Isn't this so true of life? Sometimes kindness, keeping our call, cool, sticking to our standards that we know we should, with God's help, be trying to maintain. This is far more powerful than getting into a heated argument sometimes. Uh, particularly if the person who is trying to argue us is deliberately trying to provoke us and it's also perhaps an incitement not for us to get involved in idle gossip sometimes what we might even consider to be quite harmless possibly just talking about some little juicy nugget of something we've heard can end up being very very harmful very very hurtful and this is where we're told instead to have gentleness and respect for others and the power sometimes of this gentleness is in itself an apparent contradiction that sometimes strength doesn't come through physical or even mental might but can come from a more gentle loving manner We're also told in this reading too, that in the mystery of Christ's suffering, there is the opportunity of redemption for us all, for absolutely everyone. One central teaching of Christianity, in my view, that I would say time and time again to anybody, is that there is no such thing as a person beyond redemption, or beyond Christ's love. It's for everyone. Nothing, as Paul says in another letter, can separate us from the love of Christ through Jesus. Christ's suffering itself, of course, is a great mystery. Why did he have to suffer and die? It's something that theologians have wrestled with, of course, for years. We have the sometimes what they're called theories of atonement. They're all rather problematical. I think we just have to accept that the mystery here, Christ himself suffered because of injustice, because of a world that was basically corrupt and uncaring and didn't want to hear, first of all, his message of love and forgiveness for everybody. It didn't want to hear how radical his message was sometimes. It was far too much to take on. He challenged the authorities of the time, the religious authorities, the people that thought they had all the answers. And he upturned the social order, people who had been considered to have no value, whether it was because they were poor or unimportant, or even because they were women. It didn't matter to Christ. All were equal in the sight of God and indeed the methodist preacher john wesley was considered dangerous when he went around uh, telling people this message way back in the 18th century when once again the church needed a bit of a shake up we're also shown in this pic- a picture in this reading of the story of noah from the old testament to me much of the old testament is a series of pictures As to what is to happen in the New Testament. And many of the stories such as Noah that are um, possibly based on some kind of fact, but are are equally uh, probably the stuff of of myth, um, have a very important message. Often when it comes to reading the Bible, I believe we shouldn't be saying, did it happen exactly like this? We need to ask, what does it mean? And again, It reminds us how Noah was saved through water and we're reminded once again of how we are saved through the water of baptism, not literally the water but by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, putting our faith in Christ alone as I said earlier. And again the whole reading ends with a feeling of triumph triumph in the resurrection. We mustn't forget even at these very very difficult times that we are in the season of Easter and of course the message of Easter is out of suffering and tribulation and difficulty and a time of seeming hopelessness. There was triumph and hope forever and a sure and certain hope In the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's take a lot of reassurance from this reading. Let's be confident to put our faith and strength in Christ alone, to try and live the way that He's showing us, not perhaps by the way that the world sometimes seems to work, because through that we'll be able to spread the love. Of Christ to all those who we meet in our everyday life. Thank you very much.